Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today is Monday, November the 14th, 2022. Shopping days till Christmas are getting less and less. <laughs> Ed Battagliano with me. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Y'all got all your Christmas shopping done, I guess, by now? <laughs> <laughs> I asked that knowing, I sp- knowing the answer. Am I supposed to be doing that? <laughs> You're, you're, a lot of males are uh, uh, the ones who are th- – they're also thanked, uncle or yes. grandfather, at Christmas for the gifts that they have no idea what they bought. Right. <laughs> Open that up. I want to see what I got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Yes, it is. Uh, most of the time, the ladies are the ones who make sure Christmas is taken Thank care goodness of. for that. Amen, brother. Uh, so Otherwise, it would be – a lot of sad little kids on Christmas morning. What? I was supposed to buy somebody something? Um, all right. Uh, again, thank you for joining us, folks. You can. Our video streaming is available of this show. If you want to take advantage of that by going to streaming.afa.net. That's the website to watch the streaming of this show and other shows here on AFR, streaming.afa.net. Also, Facebook Live is still carrying us. You want to go there? Facebook Live. Just uh, type in today's issues. Well, uh, we had the, of course, the uh, election day last <laughs> Tuesday, but we have election season now in America, uh-huh. and so votes are tallied in states for for a week or two that we find out who won. Oftentimes, is that what's going on right now, Fred? That would be the case. Uh, just breaking news in the last few minutes. NBC News is reporting at this hour that uh, Republicans will take the House. They are projecting 219 seats for the Republicans and 216 for Democrats. Okay. So razor uh, thin. Talk about razor thin. Yeah. It's but it'll right. be a new. That means Nancy Pelosi will be out as House Speaker. That is correct. If that holds true. If that holds true. Yeah. Hey, why don't we get back to politics in just a minute? Because there's so much happening. But uh, a couple of breaking news stories, right, Fred? Yeah, very sad. From two university campuses uh, in various parts of the country, University of Virginia uh, reporting at 10:30 last night is shooting in a parking garage at the uh, campus in Charlottesville. Three people dead and two people injured. The suspect, the police say, is a student. They've identified him as Christopher Darnell Jones, uh, who apparently is on the run. We don't know much more about that, but then just in the last few moments, uh, there is a story from Fox News, University of Idaho, and I'm just trying to bring that, that up here. They were reporting a few moments ago uh, the deaths of four students uh, in an off-campus facility. And uh, so we're just two, learning about these. Just, just learning about this is breaking. Well, as we get more details, uh, we'll get with you and, and try to bring you up to date. But uh, certainly the University of Virginia story has been ongoing since late last night. And uh, very sad, 
We, again, we don't know motivations. We don't know all the details, but very tragic. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the, you know, the country's becoming uh, increasingly violent, you know, from coast to coast. So you'd think Idaho, you know, they're, they're talking about it at the uh, off-campus deaths, the four yes. university students, mm-hmm. uh, an apparent quadruple homicide. So, again, we don't know any of those kinds of explanations or motivations. Um, then you go to the other, you know, to the uh, eastern coast. Uh, so it, it, the, the country is becoming increasingly violent, and it's strange that we have these stories almost every day yeah. somewhere. It's just, it's just shocking. Mm-hmm. And, and, but apparently did not have, it doesn't seem to have had a, a great deal of influence on the elections. You know, we talk about places like New York, New York City. Mm-hmm. They just voted for more of the same. So, yes. yeah, uh, let's talk about that for just a minute because we mentioned the House of Representatives. Uh, you said NBC News is saying that the Republicans will win enough. Yes, 219. Of course, the, the vote tabulation will be through in 2025 <laughs> for this election. And in Arizona. We'll go <laughs> after the presidential election next time. We'll know who. No, I'm just kidding. It, uh, the, it's, it's taking a long time. There are a lot of really, really tight races out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but if the House of Representatives flips, as I've said many times, only by one. Mm-hmm. The chairmanships of all the committees flip, and right. um, who knows whether Kevin McCarthy, the uh, House Minority Leader for the Republicans, is going to maintain his role. There because are questions about that this yeah, morning. Yeah, so yeah. there's going to be some mm-hmm. some uh, soul searching and infighting going on within the Republican House of Representatives, even though they have the majority. Will will uh, they maintain their same leadership? Yeah, um, I mean, you look at the situation two weeks ago. There was the prediction of the red wave. Right out there, and people were looking at the polls. I bought it. <laughs> I, I well, everybody was saying it. everybody. Well, I, you look at the polls. The right. polls all said the economy, the Biden economy right, is a right, disaster. Right. Crime, right? All of those things. The, the history of midterms going against the party in the power. Exactly. So uh, there was some justification for that right. optimism by Republicans, and then we started to get the results. And especially this weekend, uh, now we know that the Democrats uh, are going to have their senator from Nevada and Arizona. Uh, Arizona, Mark Kelly, uh, who's been under fire, uh, but Mm -hmm. he managed to sell himself as the Democrat John McCain. Mm -hmm. Remember, he took over that seat after John McCain passed away. And that, you know, and, and tried to divorce himself from the Biden politics, economy, all that sort of thing. But I I think the biggest surprise was in Nevada where the incumbent Democrat, Catherine Cortez Masto, all along the Republican Adam Laxalt. uh, He led. He led. Uh, All the polls were indicating that. So there there is so much in the way of sitting back this morning and say, okay, what went wrong? Yeah. Who's to blame? And boy, the fingers are pointing. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. On the the big picture is we're a fifty fifty country. Right. You can start with that. Yeah. Fifty. Uh, we're a fifty fifty country. That's why we got and hardcore fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. There are very few. Yeah. People that are in uh, 
what you call independence? Independent camp, yeah. It doesn't seem to be independent. Uh, there's a lot of not independence. Um, so that's the big picture. It's a 50-50 country. It was, it's been that way for how long now? 10, well, 20 years? Really, since um, it started with Clinton, but really, I think, kind of started to harden with Bush Gore. Yeah, in two thousand, that's that's when, that's when it really seemed to start to uh, to divide, and then two terms of Bush, and then President Obama, two terms, and the the, the lines just seemed to harden. If you want to look for a bright spot for Republicans from last Tuesday, was what happened in Florida, mm-hmm. where Governor Ron DeSantis just won, won by seventeen or eighteen points, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, he only won by like one or two percentage points four years ago. Yes. When he was running uh, for governor. But uh, he's been a hugely popular and successful governor of Florida. So he won by 17 or 18 percentage points over Christ, the Democrat. So uh, Marco Rubio also won big time in, uh, in Florida for his Senate seat. So um, that was a big bright spot mm-hmm. for Republicans. Also, on the pro-life side, there was some good news. There was some bad news, but there was some good news. All, I think, uh, five Republican pro-life governors who signed legislation, uh, in pro-life legislation like the heartbeat bills in Ohio and other places, they won re-election. Uh, right. Kemp in Georgia, uh, DeWine in Ohio, uh, the Iowa governor name escapes me. Uh, Abbott in Texas. Uh, Abbott in Texas and DeSantis. I think DeSantis. I think they signed uh, legislation in Florida. Kim, Kim Reynolds in Iowa. Kim, yeah. What didn't DeSantis sign fifteen week uh, legislation? I think. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, um, or maybe that was South Carolina. It was South Carolina that passed a heartbeat bill. I think that the governor there was reelected. So, uh, having a, of course, these are red states, mm-hmm. but still, uh, they, um, they won yeah. reelection and they had taken the right position on the life issue. <clears throat> um, and Republicans won the popular vote. Yeah. By five or six five million votes. Million. You know, it's it, it, let me ask you this, just to clarify what you're talking about there. Um, you're saying that Nationwide, yes. Last Tuesday, um, that the Republicans outperformed the Democrats by five or six million voters. Correct. Okay, that's interesting because I mean, obviously, it did that didn't translate into a red wave, but still, uh, that's uh, for if you're a Republican, that's encouraging, I guess, to know that you're able to to beat the Democrats in in the number of voters total. Yeah. By the way, uh, Christy Nome was, I think, also one of the governors who signed okay. pro-life okay. bills. Yeah. Uh, signed uh, several, I think. Yeah, so if the Republicans take the House, it basically, in effect, shuts down any legislative agenda that Biden might have. Puts an end to the January 6th commission. Yes. Oh, man. Can I thank the Lord for that one? Is that okay? <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of enjoying spending, you know, hours and hours. Well, we don't know enough. <laughs> I just hope one day... The uh, January 6th, one year, the January 6th commission will finally get to the bottom of it. You yeah. know, because we, we just need to keep going with this. That will end it, though, right? Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> and it needs to be ended. <laughs> Good is. night, huh? What do we not know about the January right. 6th situation that we haven't known for a year? Yeah. In fact, everybody, Republicans, Democrats. All right, so, um, but the Senate now, that's a different story. Yep. The uh, the Senate is, uh, if Herschel Walker, and if Herschel Walker, let's just assume Herschel Walker wins, which is not a guarantee because it's a uh, runoff, and they, they had a 50-50 basically mm-hmm. split over there. The Libertarian took enough votes to keep either one, Ron Warnock or Herschel Walker, from getting 50% in Georgia we're talking about. But now if Georgia uh, elects Herschel Walker to be the senator, then that makes it a, uh, we're back to a 50-50, We're right? back to square one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, we're at 51-49 Democrat. Yes. Now, I will say this, uh, that the Republicans had a lot more to lose this election cycle in the United States Senate. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they had 21 incumbents to 14 for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. When you have more to lose, you will lose more, typically speaking. So um, two years from now, the, the Democrats are going to have a lot more to lose in the, in the United States Senate. I think you can almost flip that number. I think the, so, so you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it, when you have more at risk, usually now the Democrats, uh, they were expected to lose more this time. But, uh, you know, what happened in Pennsylvania, that was a Republican Senate seat by Toomey that, Uh that, uh, you know, the interesting thing was Dr. Oz, who was a Republican nominee, uh, he was, he was polling ahead of, uh, Fetterman, Democrat in the last two weeks of the election by two points, Mm -hmm. but you told me how many how many votes were already I cast? Think it was one point four million. Were, were cast prior to the, even the early debate? voting. Yes, early, early absentee voting. ballots, all those kind of things. So, Why do you guys think that the Democrats have controlled uh, early voting? Is that you remember President Trump when he was in? He discouraged um, early voting. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying he did discourage it, and so Republicans wait till election day to go vote, where Democrats take uh, advantage of the early voting more than the Republicans. That's why, why do you think, guys, why do you guys think that is any particular reason? Uh, uh, no, I, it would just be, it would just be speculation on my part. I, I can't prove this. I, I think that <clears throat> Republicans and conservatives could continue to remember that election day is election day, what we always used to. And that's when you go vote. Democrats, I, I'm just going to say, I just think like the gimmick of early voting and using a lot of absentee ballots in part so that they can ballot harvest. That's what I think. And I'm not sure that ballot What, what harvest- is ballot harvesting exactly? Can you explain that? Well, ballot harvesting, and I'm not sure it's, I, I don't know if it's illegal in every state. It may be illegal in some states or some not. But when people talk about ballot harvesting, what they mean is that you will send Democrat representatives to what you expect to be highly uh, Democratic neighborhoods. And you can check to find out who's registered, where they are. You go into these neighborhoods. If you do not think there's going to be high turnout from those neighborhoods and you go door to door and you, you tell people, Hey, you know, did you get an absentee ballot or here's a ballot, you know, there's, or I can take you 
to go get a ballot, whatever, and then they bundle them together and they take them and they drop them off. And so rather than now, some people may say, well, they're just simply going out and helping people vote who ordinarily might not be motivated to go to the polls on Election Day. I I guess maybe in in a technical sense, that is um, legal. But here's what I don't like about it. You're not allowed, if the three of us show up at the polling place on Election Day, we're not allowed to campaign inside the the, the vote right, the voting right. precinct. These people, I think, are basically campaigning and trying to encourage people to vote Democrat. And here's your ballot. You got it in the mail. Here's your ballot. I want to encourage you. And they convinced them to vote Democrat, whether they were or not. But there's a reason why you're not allowed to campaign at the voting voting precinct. And that's what I don't like about ballot harvesting is they're talking them into, I don't know, who knows? They slipping them $5 or they slipping them a, you know, a, uh, a, a, a gift card to Burger King because I can't answer any of those questions. I just, I don't like the idea right. of trying to, at somebody's kitchen table or at their front door, trying to talk them into voting Democrat and then grabbing those ballots and turning them in. I think also, and you've mentioned this as an example, let's go back to Pennsylvania, 1.4 million absentee ballots. So those ballots go out very early in the campaign. Before, remember, the Fetterman-Oz uh, debate wasn't until, what, 10 days before right, the election? Right, right, So a whole pile of people in Pennsylvania right. made their decision before that debate. Right. So I, I think maybe part of the Democrat thinking is let's get as many absentee ballots out there as possible early, early on before our candidate can make too many mistakes. Gotcha. Before the media starts talking and all the editorials. Remember the Pittsburgh Gazette uh, endorsed Oz like four days before the election. Uh, but that's not going to have any impact if you voted two weeks before that. Yeah. So there's... Uh, I think the Democrats possibly play on low knowledge level of the particulars of a candidate. They're voting for the party. Whoever that person is comes secondary to, no, I'm going to vote Democrat, and here's why. And by the way, it was 1.4 million people in Pennsylvania requested ballots in advance. I I don't know how many of those actually turned them in, but I'm assuming if you request a ballot so you can vote early, you're going to do it. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, the flip side of this is in Arizona. People were arriving with their ballots the day of the election in Arizona. Is that why it takes so long to count them? They'll accept them? Forever. It's taking, you know. Uh, <laughs> how is it How is it that, I, we, we need to get somebody on who knows, how is it that Florida can wrap up voting by yes. 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night with 21 million people live in their state. Yes. Which is twice the size of Arizona and and uh, Nevada. Nevada combined, mm-hmm. I think. How is it that they can, but yet we have smaller states who take forever, take a week afterwards to finish counting their ballots. It, it obviously is the, uh, maybe, maybe in Florida they count the absent, they must count the absentee ballots as they go along. As they commit. And they you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't have as many. Also, the Democrats seem to have won the argument in certain jurisdictions. Hey, 
Vote now so you don't have to stand in line for an hour and a half to vote on on election day. Yeah, but this, this what changed during COVID. Oh yes, is that you you used to if you wanted to vote by absentee ballot, you used to have to have an excuse. Yes, you, you used to have to go down to city hall right, or to the right, circuit, right? You know, circuit clerk or office or whatever. Because I had to do that one one year. I don't remember when when it was. I was going to be out of town. So I went down there, showed him my driver's license, had to fill out a form. Here's my excuse. I'm going to be out of town. I got the absentee ballot and I voted. Well, since COVID, you don't have to do that. And I'm looking at an article from Pennsylvania. It says any registered voter has been allowed to cast a ballot by by mail without an excuse. So, uh, you know, part of the responsibility of voters is to be informed. Like you said, Mm -hmm. these people are voting with before debates even occur. So So that must mean that they've already decided they're going to vote party line. Right. And Republicans will do that, too. Sure. It seems like the Democrats in these especially blue and purple states, that's just automatic for them. They're just voting down the down the ticket Democrat. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing illegal about that. But I'm saying I, I don't like the idea of all this early early voting. I think there's an election day, like the Constitution says, under rare circumstances like maybe covid. You might have some exceptions, but Pennsylvania apparently is keeping the same mm-hmm. system in place. So this is the way they're going to do things from now on. And there are other factors. I, I heard people talking this morning about the impact of unions. Unions got out there. They they pledged millions of dollars to the Democrats, but they also hustled to the streets for Democrats. Yeah. Teachers union. Yeah. Uh, other unions, uh, I think the unions in Nevada that are involved with the gambling industry. Yeah. They say are they all Democrat? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In, Unions in, in Nevada, they are. It's the casinos and that's your restaurants and okay. Yeah. So they they're in bed with the Democrats. They're a potent yeah. force. You imagine sending those union members out. They probably get paid to do it. Yeah. These union members yeah. go out and recruit. Yeah. So those are aren't forces that the Republicans have. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, so the uh, the. Bottom line is on the House, uh, the projections are by NBC News yes. and others, the Republicans will take the House of Representatives when all is said and done in the next couple of days. But the uh, Senate uh, is in favor of the Democrats by one, maybe two, depending on what happens. Can I just toss one Georgia. additional thing in about this early voting? I, I, again, this is all my opinion. I, if people want, if states want to have early voting, that's up to them. As long as they can guarantee, in my mind, two things: that the person that everybody gets one vote, and it is actually the person who uh, has the vote that casts the vote. Yes. So that so I had to go down and fill out a form and show an ID. So yeah. even if you're voting early, you should have to prove that the ballot you're turning in is your ballot and not somebody else's ballot that just happened to come to your house. And I don't like the idea of ballot harvesting. I do not think you should be able to go to someone's house and try to talk them in, put a form in front of them and talk them into voting, especially when there may be people who don't know uh, much about what's going on. I don't like the idea of high pressure sales. And that's the reason why you're not allowed to do that at a voting precinct. Well, almost after every election cycle, uh, I'm talking about for federal elections like we just had. Well, we had statewide elections too, but the House representatives, Senate, 
especially in presidential years, there's there's the uh, after the voting is done, and then both parties have their infighting. Right. The, the Democrats are now they, they're pleased with the way they. Well, they're not pleased with losing the House, but they're pleased that they didn't get slaughtered. Right, and lose the Senate. Right. Republicans are now going, what happened to our red wave? Who's to blame? So there's there's infighting in both political parties right now. We'll talk about that more. When we get back from this time out, you're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net Hello, folks. Tim Wildman here, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, we've got our 2023 spiritual heritage tours planned, and all the information is available. They're in June and September, by the way, the tours are. And all the information is available at spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a great time seeing our nation's capital and George Washington's Mount Vernon, the National Archives, we're going to the uh, Arlington National Cemetery, so much we're doing in Washington, D.C., the Capitol Building, and we're also going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown uh, on one of our tours as well. So if that interests you, I know a lot of people plan their vacation time early, then go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Again, the tours are in June and September. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. British Airways is going gender-neutral, announcing male pilots and flight attendants will be able to wear makeup and body piercings. The flagship carrier of the United Kingdom sent a memo to staffers saying men will also be allowed to wear mascara, false eyelashes, and carry handbags. Man buns and nail polish are also on the list. British Airways says they want their staff to be bold, proud, and themselves. They want flight crews to embrace their new guidelines regardless of gender, gender identity, or sexual identity. Last year, Virgin Atlantic announced it was scrapping gender-specific wardrobes, allowing women to wear pants and men to wear skirts. I'm sure the preferred pronoun passengers are going to celebrate the British Airways decision as a victory for diversity, but I'm old school. I really don't care what the pilot's wearing, so long as he can land the plane on a runway. I'm Todd Stearns. The AFA Resource Center has all your favorite items. Everything from books, movies, shirts, and even hats. Introducing AFA's polyester and twill hats, starting at just $18. 
Whether you're into fashion, a collector, or you're just having a bad hair day, these hats are just what you need. You can buy one for yourself or a friend. Purchase your AFA hat today at resources.afa.net. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand God, any who seek God. Psalm 14, verse 2. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to uh, today's issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net is our email address. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano and Fred Jackson. Yes, Fred. We have breaking news uh, on the story. We started off the program today, the shootings at the University of Virginia. Uh, the police are reporting the suspect has been found, has been arrested. They identified earlier on the suspect as Christopher Darnell Jones, Jr., a student at the University of Virginia. We're just getting this in, uh, but he has been captured. Now, he allegedly shot and killed how many people? Three people and put two other people in the hospital. Okay. This was at a parking garage. Was he a football player? Did I read that or hear that? I don't Uh, know. It doesn't say that? I cannot. On the team? I cannot confirm that. It says former UVA football player. Former. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christopher Darnell Jones right. as the suspect. So he's the suspect, but they have him. They've caught him. Yes. Him. Yep. All right. And, and uh, victims have been ID'd as former teammates. Hmm. So, oh, okay. so, and again, this is just, we're just, I'm just, just looking breaking. at the, yeah, the headline here. All right. So but, uh, we're talking about, uh, we're kind of doing a, what do you call it? A post-mortem? Post-mortem. Post-mortem yeah. or an autopsy. <laughs> On what happened last Tuesday, uh, it appears that the the House is going to flip to the Republicans, which is bad news for the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi. She will, I can't see her staying on, uh, you know, to be House Minority Leader when you've been House Speaker. Yeah. And she's what, is she 80, 81, 82, right in there, somewhere like that? Yes. Uh, but the Senate uh, will remain in the hands of the Democrats, uh, barely, mm-hmm. even if the Republicans lose. Uh, or win in Georgia, it really doesn't matter as far as it's going to be 50-50 or 51-49. Of course, the Democrats still have their mansion cinema problem. Yes. Uh, you know. Just like we have our Mitt Romney yeah. and uh, Lisa yeah. Murkowski. And- yeah, yeah, you have those problems. Now, uh, what, what, where do we go from here? Tomorrow, is uh, former President Trump, Going to announce he's running again tomorrow. Has that been delayed, or did he has, know? He has not, as of as of right now, he has not canceled his planned announcement for tomorrow. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people want him to wait till after the uh, Georgia Senate race. Mm-hmm. Even people who are hardcore supporters of President Trump, right? Kellyanne Conway, I saw her. She was saying need to wait. I don't know. Yeah, you, you ideally you want this to be a race about Georgia right, and about right. Raphael Warnock right. and Herschel Walker without the uh, independent votes that were independent vote, uh, the votes for an independent candidate that kept yeah. bo- uh, both the Democrat and the Republican from reaching the 50% yeah. win mark. 
Okay, now let me say something here uh, to our listening audience, our family out there, people who listen to today's issues and American Family Radio on a regular basis. Um, Things are about to get ugly inside inside the conservative camp. Yeah. Between supporters of President Trump and those who don't want to see him run again. And it's going to divide people who are otherwise friends and family, probably. Well, I know it's not probably. It is going to. So we need to try to handle this um, where we don't. You know what I'm trying to say yet? I'm trying to prepare folks for what's about to happen. And I'm saying, let's don't get all mad at each other. And we don't want calls saying, hey, you you, you, you ran down President Trump. I, I'm not supporting you anymore. You're not right. even a Christian. You're a globalist. You're just, huh? You're well, a, you might as well get ready for that. Okay, because, that's going to happen. Because it is going to get ugly, just like it did for, for those who supported Donald Trump in 2016. Remember, the never Trumpers, even in the Christian community, questioned the Christianity of those who supported Donald Trump, you know? And so people like us who said, listen, I know the guy isn't perfect, but he's promised to uh, What's the alternative? Yes. So we tried to tell that, and we were told that we were never Trumpers. Now, this time around, people may, and the same thing happened in 2020, but as we approach the the primary season, you're going to find some people saying, I don't want Trump to run again. I want DeSantis or I want Christina, whoever they choose. So you're going to have that same uh, hostility breakout in, among first conservatives. Thing it is, first thing, it is, it, is, it is very important to the future of our country, but it is politics. Right. Politics is also all messy and ugly sometimes, and there are a lot of gray areas and uh, nuances. There are just a lot of things that go into politics. It's not always black and white, all right? And so I just want to just I'm sort of asking people to be tolerant and, and show some grace and not and you know not, what I'm not cut, say? Cut, not cut off the heads of people that we uh, who might have a different opinion than you. Go ahead. I'm just going to say good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I just said no, I thought no. I needed, I thought I needed to say that because we all have our opinions and uh and I just, I guess I just don't like assigning uh, ill motives to people because they have a different view of politics. And I, th- uh, I think it needs to be said what you're saying. And we can lead by example on this program. We've, we've had, listen, we've let's had, hold hands. Hold hands. <laughs> no, really, reach out and hold hands with no, Fred. You no, don't want to hold sorry. my hand? I'm not going to hold hands. You're a globalist? Here. No. What are you? Uh, we, th- it, it needs to be said, and we can lead by example in terms of uh, trying not to insult the people who disagree with whatever. And we, we may have different opinions on this program. And we, we, I'm sure we will, even inside this ministry. Yeah. We, we don't require people to believe the same way leadership does in order to get a right. paycheck here. So we do need to have some charity towards other people who believe differently. I think 
uh, if you were to poll people today on uh, what did they think of Donald Trump as president? Poll who? And what group of people are you polling? You're talking about general public? I, I'm talking about conservatives. Oh, conservatives. Okay. I think the vast, vast majority would agree he did a fantastic job when he was president. Fantastic job. He he kept to his promises, too. Right. He was the first president. Absolutely. Had it not been for COVID, he would have been reelected. I'm convinced. Probably of that. handily. Yes. In this yes, climate. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah. But, but, I mean, he promised when he was campaigning that he'd, for instance, he'd move the uh, U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Yeah. Republican and Democrat presidents prior to him promised to do the same thing, never did. Right. He did it. He put America first. He fought that. He fought the North American Free Trade Agreement. All of those good things, and we praise him for that. But we're in a different season now, and people now are having difference of opinions whether his, whether Trump's political career should continue or is it time for a new team. And you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna, to look, it's going to play out. This, this is the way the system goes. The one thing I don't like at this point at what uh, former President Trump has done is I don't like him insulting other conservatives like Ron DeSantis and over the weekend, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Okay. And I also don't think it's his place to say, I have, I should be the only one running for the nomination because he's not running for reelection. He's got four years. It'll be four years between 2020 when he quote unquote lost. Please don't. I'm just saying he's not in the white house and he's going to be running again. He needs to understand that this, everybody has an equal shot mm-hmm. at the nomination. So he's probably going to announce he's running tomorrow. Um, our understanding is that Ron DeSantis will probably announce in May when the Florida legislature has done its business. Others are going to announce. They just, they just are. Mm. They are going to announce that they're running for the Republican nomination and president, former president Trump just needs to let that play out. And everybody's going to have a listen mm-hmm. and they're going to have a look, see to all the candidates and then Republicans will decide. Yeah. And that's the way the system The question is, will President Trump implode between now and the spring? You mean, actually, it hurt his chances. Yes. His own chances. Yes. Okay. I and a lot of people are... The way that President Trump went after Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is like a third grader on the playground. Okay, I don't have a problem whatsoever with if Governor, if, if President Trump wants to go, wants to say, here's where I differ from Governor DeSantis or anybody else, although we don't even have a primary season yet, okay? Right. We are not even through electing... Okay, I think it's way early. I don't know. I really don't know why President Trump's doing this, making an announcement tomorrow. I don't know why he doesn't wait, uh, unless he feels like he wants to clear the field and intimidate anybody else from running, which seems to be the reason for this. But uh, this isn't normal politics, folks. Trump went after DeSantis. This is two weeks ago, calling Governor DeSanctimonious at a rally. In Ohio, he went after him by saying, I wish I had the quote here. 
Trump said, I know stuff on DeSantis, I'm paraphrasing, that even his wife doesn't know. No, only his wife knows. Only his wife. In other words, I got dirt on him, and I'm going to release it if he runs. Yeah. That's like the godfather. <laughs> this this is Trump talking about the most popular Republican governor in the country. Yes. And who believes the same things he does. Yes. Okay. So don't get mad at me, folks. I'm just telling you what Trump did and what he said. If that, if you're good with that, that's fine. If you say that's just politics, that's fine. I'm just telling you what has turned off a lot of people who are otherwise supporters of, of President Trump against him now. It's, it's, it's because of his behavior Yes. and his the things that he's saying and doing. Uh, and then, then the other day, Trump, he didn't tweet out. He went on his own social. He, he said, he said, Ron DeSantis is an average governor with a great PR team. Okay. Then I don't know why Trump went after Yunkin in Virginia. Yeah. He said his name sounds Chinese. Yeah. He, he made fun of his last name. Kind of like little Marco. Uh, that's, that's part of that. In, in years past, that's part of what people liked about Trump is he was combative. He wasn't polished. He wasn't a polished campaigner. He said what he thought, and he didn't care what other people thought about what he was saying. And that was part of what people liked about Donald Trump. When he's attacking Democrats... They're all for it. Now that he's going after Republicans, I think there are a lot of people who are having second thoughts. They they supported him 2016, 2020, and now I think they're saying, you know what, we need to probably lay off the the name calling. So, but, I, but he's but he can't. That's just his and, that's his personality. And, and so uh, I think you know Mike Pompeo probably will throw his name in the hat at some point. Nikki Haley, uh, former Vice President Pence. Uh, I'm hearing there's going to be eight or nine or ten people. Eight or nine. And here's the thing. My prediction is they're not going to be very different on policy and what they want on the economy and all those major issues. Probably most of them will come out as pro-life. So what's going to come down to is personality. But, and, and, and that's what's taking shape already in this. But, but, is, but is President Trump going to come up for, uh, for – is he going to come up for ugly names for everybody? Uh, That's his personality. His personality as that combative, we call them the New York City street fighter. Listen, Ed, I I understand what you're saying. I don't have a problem with a combative uh, New York City street fighter. Right. You go for it. That that is fine. I I, I agree. Most people are attracted to President Trump a lot because of that. There's a difference between that and personally slandering and getting ugly with people that are on your team. Yeah, but he did it during the primary in 26, 2015, 2016. By on your team, I mean believe the same thing. Okay. okay. All right. It's fine. It's time. It, 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 this will be a moment of truth uh, upcoming in the next. Uh, President Trump's going to have to decide this because he does have a huge substantial following out there, especially right. in Republican politics. No, no argument there. He's going to have to decide, President Trump. Is do I want to further the movement I started by bringing the people who agree with me together? Although I, some might argue that's with what he's done and said the last couple of weeks, he's he's burned that bridge. Okay, let's just say that he hasn't, for argument's sake. 
or or is the uh, so is the movement can i is there a can i pass the torch to somebody like governor DeSantis, who's 43 44 years old or are other people who embrace a make america great again agenda mm-hmm. or is it all about me am i the only one who can carry that torch nobody else is worthy that's what president trump is kind of going to have to come to grips with himself if he will if he does any uh, what do you call it? Soul searching. Soul searching or self-reflection. But right now, he's just almost on a daily basis insulting people that he would need them to support him if he's going to run for president again, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, the, 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 I said last week that other than with the intervention of Jesus Christ, people do not change substantially. The leopard can't change its spots. So you look at how President Trump has has treated people who were running against him or even people who were in his administration who didn't do exactly what he wanted them to do, even when they left, okay, he attacks them. That, that's, that's his personality. Whether you're Mike Pence, whether you're Mike Pompeo. Jeff Sessions. Yes, Jeff Sessions. That is his personality. Uh, I personally think that Ron DeSantis would have a better shot at winning in 2024 if he runs, if he gets the nomination, just like when President Trump beat the field, the Republican field in 2016, I was I was pretty sure that out of that whole field, he had the best chance to beat Hillary Clinton. That was back in 2016. And so I think Ron DeSantis in 2024 has a better shot at, at winning. But I think, I, I think it's 60-40 that Trump gets the nomination for the, for the Republican. 60-40. That, that, that Donald Trump gets the nomination unless he continues to turn people off uh, in, the, in the primary season. I, I say 60-40 that Trump gets the nomination. I'm going to say 60-40 he doesn't. And, um, and 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 it's and we're just in November. I know, I know, but I, that's what I would project right now, based on what I'm hearing and seeing out there. Candace Owen, mm-hmm. yeah, a that's true. conservative leader, she said she's not supporting Trump. Uh, Winsome Sears, the lieutenant governor of uh, these are people who were Trump supporters. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, people have underestimated President Trump before, but I just think that he seems to be losing it as far as his. Uh, attacking people like Governor DeSantis and Governor Yunkin, mm-hmm. you would need them. You would need them to be on your team should you win the Republican nomination. seems to me, here's what President Trump should have done. He should have said, listen, uh, um, after the uh, election last Tuesday, uh, uh, I'm running, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to announce that I'm running. It's no secret, right? Right. For the Republican nomination. And if anybody else wants to run, Hey, it's free country. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? I want to earn the votes of Republican voters out there across America. So I'll be traveling the country making my case. When the primary season gets here, we're still early. And if Ron DeSantis wants to run or if Ben Youngkin wants to run or Christy Nome or whoever, these are all good people. Yes. And and and, and we share a lot of uh, common values. Uh, but But I'm the man. And I'm going to prove it when it when the when the time comes. If yeah. he does that, that would that would have been perfect. Yeah, 
Huh? That would have been perfect. But he's got, he's got, I think he's got so much anger inside him. He believes the election was stolen from him. In you get 20- that from him? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, huh. and, and I think that. I missed it. You that, got Fred's reading between the lines. That anger is driving him. Is that a healthy thing? Oh, no. That, that anger is driving him to the point where he's willing to be vicious against fellow Republicans. It's, it's, it's consuming him that it was stolen from him, and I'm, I'm going to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's where his thinking is. And in contrast to the very reasonable message you just laid out, okay, former President Trump is looking at those people that you talked about that you just said what he should be saying is these are all good people and we're all on the same team. We all believe the same thing, but I'm the man I'm, I, and I sure. think I can prove it. Instead, what he's thinking is, is I started this movement and now these people are, have betrayed me and stabbed me in the back. So that, that anger towards Democrats and the swamp is now going to also be turned to these Republicans. And instead of the, you know, I mentioned the uh, primary campaign during uh, 2015 uh, leading up to 2016, where, you know, low energy Jeb, he, he, that was. Live Ted, little Marco. Yes. All that was kind of ha ha funny kind of stuff. Right. But I think his anger and bitterness is going to come out in this primary season. It is coming out. And it is. And it's not going to be kind of wink wink tongue in cheek you know low energy but here's the, here, here's the part more personal here's the part that's kind of i guess you would the, the, uh, i guess you'd have to hard to understand president trump believes he believes things like this he supported Ron DeSantis for governor when it was a close race yes four years ago and he did a couple of rallies for gun to DeSantis who knows may have given him enough uh push to for him to get over the hump to win yeah. the election. Uh, so, and Governor Santos had always been complimentary of, of Donald Trump and wanted him to come and campaign for him. Right. So um, that's true. But President Trump believes that because he did that, that Ron DeSantis owes him forever. Right. And, and must, must he, 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 if he runs for president, DeSantis, that's being uh, disloyal to Trump. That's discounting that DeSantis has been governor of Florida for four years by right. himself and increased his numbers substantially in popularity and approval rating in the state of Florida. So that's really not <laughs> President Trump giving Don DeSantis any credit for being a good governor for four years. In fact, Trump is saying he's an average governor. That I'm when he gre- clearly isn't. Average. When he clearly isn't. It? When he clearly is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm just saying it's going to get ugly. Uh, probably a divorce situation coming. Those who uh, maybe don't necessarily agree that Donald Trump is the guy to uh, to go to carry the you know to go forward for hardcore. Loyalist to President Trump, they're going to call people like that globalist, and you're 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 woke and woke, and you're 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 ty- you're getting in bed with the establishment. 
Those right. kinds of things. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be a pretty Christmas if, if, if in Republican <laughs> households, if you get into arguments and debates like that. Now, President Trump, his loyalty test also is, do you believe that the election was stolen and you're willing to say so publicly? Right. Mo Brooks in Alabama was leading. Now, he didn't, uh, the Republican primary. He was probably the most conservative member of Congress out there, or one of the most. And uh, when he, and, and Trump was supporting him. And this happened a few months ago. And when Trump's, and when Mo Brooks said, we need to move on from 2022, excuse me, from 2020, right? Right. Then President Trump said, you're, you're a rhino, uh, basically. He said, um, Mo Brooks was, was a, what did he call him? He called him something, uh, called him a name, said he's a, uh, a rhino or something like that. And he switched from. Bo Brooks to Katie Britt. Katie Britt won. She yeah. won the, she's the new senator from uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll do a fine job. A very decent person. I've heard a lot of good things about her. But but what I'm saying, Trump was signed up for Mo Brooks. Right. And then when it looked like Mo Brooks wasn't going to win or when Mo Brooks said something about uh, we need to move on from 2020, Trump flip, flipped overnight. Yes. Yeah. And he had been saying disparaging things about Katie Britt. She was a rhino. Yeah. You know, so... So Trump can flip too, yeah. you know, and uh, he can flip too, and not not very much on conviction as much as it is. Do you believe the election was stolen? Yes or no? Will you say so publicly? That's the only way you get my endorsement. Well, and your uh, analogy with divorce is exactly right. How many times have we heard about people where nobody really cares about the family dog until the divorce happens, and then they go, "No, you're not getting the dog. <laughs> I want the dog." Just yeah. so that, so it is going to turn that kind of nasty. I'm afraid. Yeah. Now, the uh, person that could stop it from happening would be President Trump. Right. Yes. If he wants, if he wants to calm things down and quit the name calling uh, of, of of people who are formerly friends of his, then then it will settle down. Yeah. Uh, but if he keeps to on amping it up, then it's not going to. There is going to come a, a divorce. Uh, in the next few months. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.